Hello, my name's Fleur Emery. Welcome to the award-winning Real Work podcast. Real Work is my online membership that democratizes business learning for women. We create content and community that will improve your confidence, knowledge and network by around 50% in as little as three months. And we know that because we've been measuring the data. The Real Work podcast brings you loose and lively conversations, very lively at times, <laughs> with women who have taken the women's work rule book and ripped it up and sometimes even used it for hamster bedding. We're here to show you what's possible for you in your own career. So have a good listen and enjoy. Now, let's find out who's coming up on today's episode. This episode of the Real Work Podcast is sponsored by Ainge Consulting, business consultancy and coaching with Leela Ainge. Leela is a business psychologist with 20 years experience consulting in different industries. What makes Leela stand out is how she incorporates her knowledge of human psychology into her work. Okay, I'm going off piste. Her encyclopedic knowledge of human psychology, if you want to ask for my opinion, and which gives her clients a deep understanding of how their behavior contributes to their success. Actually, that's a superpower, and um, she's done it on me, so I know it works. Not only is she truly passionate about what she does, she really is, she loves it. Leela takes a naturally curious approach to her work, and she goes deep into the heart of her client's stumbling box. Also true. She's an exceptional listener. Oh my gosh, that's so true. And she knows all the right questions to ask to help you realize those insight into your own business that you didn't know you had. So she, Leela digs deep, but with a light touch, if that makes sense. And she combines uh, a human-centered kind of um, em empathy with an encyclopedic knowledge of the psychological landscape of where you are. That's listen. If I was, if I was just amending the script spontaneously, which I can do because it's my podcast, that would be all right. Buckets, you stay up. The um, <laughs> that's what that's what I'd say about Leela. So um, let's get back on track, so I don't get told off. Leela also delivers workshops. She certainly does, and I've commissioned her to make workshops for me, and can help educate your teams or membership groups on a variety of fascinating stuff like mindset, decision-making, and leadership. I don't think we should call that stuff, should we? These are kind of essential leadership subjects. Um, I can tell you from experience, the workshops that she's hosted for us in real work, yeah, when I'm supposed to be having a day off, that's true. She's, um, she's my safe pair of hands that I would bring in if my diary gets too rammed. But also I think Leela's knowledge is really complementary because it is almost scientific but mixed with empathy um, anyway when she's doing a workshop I always jump back in and get in the audience because I'm always learning when I'm talking to Leela so that was um, a slightly <laughs> slightly offbeat but very sincere advertisement slash recommendation for Ainge Consulting the Ainge team Go and investigate how you might work with Leela on her website, which is ainsconsulting.co.uk. And Ainge is spelt A-I-N-G-E. Or if you're a parent of a five-year-old who has spellings, like I am, A-I-N-G-E. 
She's got some really, really valuable resources on there as well. You can access loads of stuff for free and you can, I think, have 15 minutes chat with her face to face for free as well so that um, you can find out if you're a match. And that's it. This week on the Real Work podcast, our guest is Frankie Tortora, founder of Doing It For The Kids, an online and in real life community that links up freelancers who are doing the juggle at home working and parenting at the same time. It's um, it's a really lively community. It's really big. She talks about how big it is. And loads of people find masses of the stuff they need that it's been described as a network of virtual colleagues. But it is more than that because her events are just full of smiling faces and people hiring each other, making friends, passing on contacts and information. It's been going a while now and it has a really prize-winning podcast as i was gonna say it has a really terrific podcast it has a prize-winning podcast um frank is rightly proud of it so have a listen welcome buckets is very professional isn't she yeah man she knows what she's doing more than i do isn't that so you um you've learned on the job yes i have as you can tell, because I was just playing with my microphone stand while I was talking, which is obviously not a really bad audio thing to do. Anyway, um, yeah, totally learn on the job. From the best, though, Fleur. From the absolute best. From, from Steve? <laughs> from my co-host, Steve, yeah. <laughs> he used to work in radio, and then he's been podcasting for five years, so. He taught me the ropes. So he does the technical stuff, you mean? No, how dare you <laughs> well that's what i was thinking i was thinking you. that's you know that's no not at all not backtracking in that way like he does the heavy lifting no no and I no just quite no the personality i was going to say quite the opposite that's not true um we share it 50 Stevens. we share it so um he taught me as in like the best software to use the best like he advised on what microphone to buy and stuff like that oh um, i want to talk to steve but we use let's get him on yeah let's just quickly go down to that what <laughs> software do you use to record? i use audition audition yeah yeah so I... I use audition he uses something else that i now can't remember the name of but yeah like he, he so he set us up to go he edited the first one to like give us the vibe and then from then on it's totally 50 50 so each week like I edit one, he does the next, and that's how we roll. And mine are better, just so you know. I only got to know you from being a listener. Yes. And for a long time, that I thought that you were married. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, we sort of are, <laughs> if you know what I mean, like professionally. He's your doing it for the kids. Husband. Yeah. He's my like freelancing husband. Podcast God, husband. if he listens to this, he's going to absolutely cringe. But it's true <laughs> in that like... Do you, are, you, are you more into him than he is into you? <laughs> oh, big question. Um, that always happens to me. Mm, I I would beg to differ. but Interesting. Yeah. He's more into you. Possibly. No comment. <laughs> Interesting. Am I going to have to go to Steve to provide a comment so that we're not going to get done? For... I've got a squeaky chair. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um... No, I totally get why you would think that. And I imagine a lot of people who dip into it would totally think that. Because there are podcasts like that, aren't there? Where there's couples that Because chatting. basically, the kind of relationship you have is better than most... Yeah, there's no like... Marriages. There's no squabbling about the washing up and how you load the dishwasher. It's great. There really isn't. So you, you have it sort of sectioned off. And what... Tell me about... So we have done no introduction. Maybe we'll patch that on later. 
Introduction, Frankie, what's that? you are a graphic designer, mm-hmm. and then when you reproduced yourself, you decided to connect with other um, family-type parentals who were working for themselves. And despite being a self-described non-extrovert, <laughs> you managed to become the central hub of this incredible spokage which is doing it for the kids the community of other freelance parents who get lots of their needs met through each other via you and it's just you know it just grew it took on a life of its own yes it is now out of control I have no control over it anymore (laughs) (laughs) I wish I did it's a lovely story though isn't it it's an unlikely story when you put it like that isn't it yeah because in this age of contrived you know contrived businesses and needing to plan and Mm. you know the market's saturated so if you're going to do something you have to do it well Mm. and planning ahead and I mean in real world that's kind of stuff we talk about all the Mm. time with people going out you know planning what's your you know how are you different who's your customer all of that stuff you didn't do any of that am I right no no not not really I mean right 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 at the beginning before I even launched like a blog of any kind I spoke to some other people like me to see if it was worth doing, basically, because I knew that it was going to suck on my time at a point in my life where I already had very little time with a newborn and whatever else. I was like, is this, I know I want this, but do other people want this? So I did like a mini kind of, I chatted to a few people in my life and friends of friends who were in a similar situation and they were like, hell yeah. So that was about it. And did it start with the blog? Yeah, it started off as a blog which has always been like a collaborative thing. Like I didn't want it to be, hi, I'm Frankie, here's my life. Today I had Cocoa Pops for breakfast. Avocado. And you're classier than me, clearly. Um, <laughs> no, it's not. No, I, was, I, was, I was lampooning that type of blogger. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't want it to be like, um, I've never wanted it I to be. I think avocados have been cancelled anyway. Not in this house. Oh, good for you. <laughs> I never wanted it to be like a broadcasting thing. I never wanted to be an influencer. I didn't want to be a blogger. I just wanted to find people in the same situation to me is what I boiled down to. Um, and at that time, like blogging was the thing. So I started this blog, but I wanted to write stuff for it, but to have loads of other voices on it because I knew that my situation as a white middle class, heterosexual, you know, all the classic uh, embarrassingly privileged stuff. My story's interesting on some level, but it's also really deeply dull. And so I wanted to have like other people to write for it from the off. Um, so I've tried really hard to get like as many people as possible to give different perspectives on different things. Um, so that was always like a group effort and it's just grown out of that. And I had an Instagram page to share those blogs, to talk about them. And that like kicked off really quickly, but also you can't really have a conversation with other humans on Instagram. It is a very one way broadcasting type platform, which, as I say, is not exactly it's not what I was trying to do. I didn't want it to be like the Frankie show, which which ironically it sort of is now. But anyway, that's that's the full circle story. Um, so we moved. Uh, I was chatting about the well, hang on a minute. So stop blog yeah. what kind of era was this because that when was... people talk about like a blog when they just spontaneously did it and then everyone read it mm. i always feel like i was oh my i missed God. a bit of an opportunity then was that a little bit That's of my chair or possibly a small fart no it's just my creaky chair <laughs> puff puff um no it was puff, kind of puff. post it was like the end of blogging probably the tail end it was when i had my son so it was about five six years ago 
but still people started listening. Yes, people were still reading blogs, but, mm, you know, Instagram was starting to be the be all and end all. My dog had a blog and he got mistaken for a human. <laughs> he had a, my dog had a blog um, about fashion shop. This is my past life when I used to go to um, fashion boutiques and stuff like that. Um, it was all the shops in London that I liked that were dog friendly and he would review them oh, on his blog. And um, he got mistaken for a person <laughs> and got on some PR's list at Fashion Week. Did he go? Tell me you And he went. got invited to all the shows. Amazing. Honestly, and it was weird because I've, it was weird because I didn't re I didn't know, I don't know anything about fashion. I'm not in that world at all, but all the invitations come like kind of at the same time. Mm. So it was like, <laughs> I was Father Christmas or something. It was just through the letterbox. This stuff, and they were all really weird. They were all kind of like turned into lanterns, all these different shapes and all this weird, all these names I'd never heard of. Yeah. Is so he still online? We were, Can we look him up? He's, um. On the mantelpiece. Sorry, sorry. Okay, yes. It was a while ago, mm. but it still hurts. Still sad, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> it's all right, Frankie. Oh, poor Buckers. Frankie doesn't know me well enough that I can make those jokes, and she has to be a bit careful still, which just <laughs> makes it more fun for me. Um, Does that mean your dog isn't dead? Oh, what? <laughs> No, he is dead. He is dead. He is okay. dead. But it's I'm okay with okay. that. Okay. So the blog went well. You connected with some people. You had the insight into not just making it about you because at that time it was still definitely a thing to just say, say "Hi everyone, this is what I bought today. This is where I'm going today." Yeah. It was kind of pre wokedom So, and I frankly don't like a lot of that stuff. Oh, the postman's hey. here. Now. Your chair squeaked. The postman's here. Hang on. Speaking of postman, I had a delivery of a um, power, not a power shower. What's it called? Where you like uh, clean your... your <laughs> private? You clean your outside tiles. Oh. <laughs> That's what I need this week. Um, I was a, I what was the hell is it called? say something rude. <laughs> a douche? Are you making friends without me? Yes. What What's that thing called where you buy... I've literally just received one today. It's like a really strong water thing that you put outside to clean your tiles and your Power washer. windows. Jet wash. Is that what it's pressure, called? Pressure Jet washer. washer. Yes. yes. Frankie made a gesture in her nether regions which made me think it was some kind of <laughs> intimate hygiene device. And it was, a, it was a... Douche. It was a real misunderstanding. Intense douche, yeah. Sadly not. Let's, uh, we're supposed to be talking about Frankie's career. Well, sure. You're very modest, Frankie. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Why? Why? Um, You've I achieved just... a lot. Are you yeah. proud of doing it for the kids? Oh, massively. Are you proud of it? Does it hugely. feel like it's yours? Oh, that's yeah. good. Like people have... I get all sorts of messages from people that have done amazing things as a result of that yeah. project. So that's, yeah. I can moan about it all day, but it's totally worth it. <laughs> it was so it was a kind of a blog and then it grew into an events company. Mm, sort of. It was a blog and then it became a Facebook group because the chatting on the Instagram was not happening as I would like it to. Um, and a Facebook group is much more egalitarian. Everybody's like, you know, on the same page, basically. And there's a less of a hierarchy situation. So moved in there again, that grew like massively quickly and 
then people were making connections through that group and wanted to meet in real life, which is when I started doing like face-to-face meetups and events. Should we go deep? Sure, go for it. I think they want you to lead. What does that mean? Am I not leading? What does that, what does that mean for you? I don't know. Um, you know the thing about we're all like waifs and strays. Is that what you mean? <laughs> oh yeah, you need yeah, you need like someone in charge. But I never wanted it to be like I am. Again, like I am preaching to the converted. I am telling you how to live your life. It was never going to be like that. Like I have to have rules, hardcore rules, because Facebook groups go shit real fast when there's no boundaries. What are the rules? Um, basically, don't be a knob and don't sell your crap all day long and help each other out. Be a now decent Now we're getting human. to the real Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> don't sell shit, don't chat shit or jog on. Right. Basically, like, be useful, be nice. And I, a lot of people go into Facebook groups because they want to promote their business. Great. That's, that's definitely one of the reasons it exists. But if that's all you're doing all day my group is not for you because it's a I like to think it's an egalitarian world where people help each other out genuinely and everybody wants to be like supportive no matter what they're selling or what their business is if somebody comes in there and goes I've got x deadline and my toddler won't sleep I want people to be like yes I hear you and not try and sell you something in the process and be like oh I've got a course on how to make your child sleep or whatever that's fine but most of the time in my group it's about actual like advice and solidarity rather than ps by my shit. how many people are in it um currently eight and a half thousand which is far far too many <laughs> um <laughs> can i tell you what was happening in my mind then mm. okay apart from my tumble drive just starting but we'll leave it yeah um we'll just we'll just roll with that we'll leave that with buckets to edit out later the um when you were saying of course, you know, I don't want people to be selling and badgering to each other. Don't mm. They shouldn't be just selling in their worldly. I was like, you're completely right. That's also one of my higher values. Mm. And then when you said there's eight and a half thousand people in, I said, I want to get in there and sell to them. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, I want people's businesses to do well. And my group is one of the places where they can get customers. Absolutely. But you can get customers without selling, if you know what I mean, or like traditional selling. Be useful push your service through that useful advice and people will come anyway i don't need to um, what's tell. the criteria for them to join because the title doing it for the kids mm. implies that they need to be a parent to a yeah false. um they don't have to prove they're a parent i trust that if they want to join they're in the right space they could be trying to start a family they might be um, undergoing ivf they might be waiting to adopt like they might be in all sorts of situations where they don't they literally might be a have fur, children fur yet. parent parent of a fur yeah, i think we've got a few of those yeah um I'm not going to question their desire to join the group. That's not my position. I don't think that's a particularly nice thing to do. So I trust. It sounds that like it they're... takes quite a bit of moderation, though. Oh, it's that huge. Size. It's massive. Yeah. Do you do that part? I do it, and my friend Ingrid, who you, who you probably know of Deck and Dash, she's a yes. lawyer. Yeah. Oh, of course you do. Mm. She does our legal docs for real. Yeah, work. nice. She does my legal docs too. She's the best high, Ingrid. She did mine too. <laughs> did she? She's just She's brilliant. Such... I describe her as my legal fairy godmother. Like, she is just the best. Um, but yeah, like four years ago now, I started this group and she'd already kind of found out about doing it for the kids through Instagram or whatever. And she was like, oh, you're starting a group. I want to learn about managing Facebook groups. Can I help you with that? 
and she's stuck around. Amazingly, because it's now That's quite so hard good. work. <laughs> she's really clear and bounded as well without yes. being um, confrontational. Yes. She has a, she has like a really, she's got like that sort of calm, solid mm. energy about her that mm. would be useful in that group. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, exactly. She's not, she's not reactive. Yes, yes. In a way that I can be, for sure. So I'll like be messaging her going, this thing, what should I do? I can't believe that they <laughs> yeah. said that. They and only mentioned like, that last week and no right. one responded then and no one responded now. And I don't know why they've put it back in. Yeah, she's the perfect sounding board for that stuff. She's yeah. great. And I bet her advice a lot would be just do, do nothing for a bit. Just mm. do nothing and see. Because mm. I think in, in real work, we've got almost as many members. <laughs> <laughs> We have 85 real workers, uh-huh. so it is different. But um, there are some similarities in terms of self-promotion mm. and people. And what, I've, what I really like is the idea that we're there to make space for difference as Seema, who's our mm-hmm. kind of um, um, special advisor who, who I talked to about this stuff, make space for difference. So at first, I was sort of like felt slightly tense about people saying difficult things Mm. or for example being pushy in sales Mm -hmm. or something like that and I've kind of learned to to try and support the group to deal with it Mm. instead of parenting and like dealing dealing with it for them and just Mm. going in and taking the the annoying person out of the room oh yeah I don't do that I've done that once supporting (laughs) yeah yeah supporting the group I go in that. and I discipline that person in a nice way that everybody can see. So, which sounds awful. I don't know if that's the right <laughs> parenting style, but like really? I will lay down the rule so that they know, but also everybody in the group can see that that's not okay. And so other people are like, oh, that's not the way. We don't do that. Yeah. Because if you take it into like a private DM situation, nobody knows why, like what happened or why or what the issue is. But again, I rarely do that either. Most of the time, most of the time, it's actually all sweetness and light. And if something does go down, most of the time, the people in the group will be first to step in and I don't have to do anything. And they'll resolve it themselves, which is amazing. There are so many good humans in that group. It's great, despite it taking all my time. And what about it paying the bills? Yeah, well, the group doesn't currently pay the bills. I floated the idea of like a membership type situation uh, kind of in the springtime, mixed responses. I'm also not sure ultimately if I want to do that. What did they say? What was the the note? Because they've got a lot of value from you. Yeah, well, I I think the reactions depend a lot on how long they've been in the group and what they perceive the group to be. People that have been there forever are like, hell yeah, I'll pay for it. That's fine. <laughs> um, people that are quite new to it are like, I don't even know who you are. Why would I pay you money for access to this? And that's interesting space. because that big number that you've quoted, mm. eight and a half thousand, mm. that, yeah, there'll be a high number of people who have clicked at some point. Yeah. And but forgotten and really not engaged, but yeah. aren't really in. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder how many of that 8,000 do you think are people who really use it, rely on it, think about it? Well, my stats tell me. About 7,000 are like actively engaged, but well, I don't even know what that high. means. That's yeah. Ex- but even, I think that's like you occasionally like a post or something. But even then, like they don't interact with it in the same way. They're not part of the community in the same way. But then like, uh, yeah, the membership thing, I'm like, well, 
does it even matter if 80% of the people don't want to pay for it if 20% of the people do? So if I wanted to do that, I'm not that fussed about the people that don't see the value in it because then it's clearly not like for them. I feel like you should do it today. Yeah. Well, <laughs> my, the issue is I don't really want to do it. That's my issue. I don't know if I want to manage a membership full time. Do you need the money? Uh, I could and do I the money in August. In a, yeah, I don't mean that in a facetious way, <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, because, like, in real work, that's something we really talk about a lot. And it's yeah. quite a difficult subject, especially yeah. amongst women, yeah. because we make a lot of assumptions mm. about each other and in terms of, like, totally. our function, financial ingoings and outgoings. And some sometimes I've had experiences of when women that I've had a read of and I thought, oh, you know, they need my help, they've ended up, up that they're like independently like massively wealthy and invest in companies oh wow okay. yeah and then the and then the other way around mm -hmm. people have have needed a you know a sub mm -hmm. on their membership and when i've perceived them so there's there's all that tied mm -hmm. in so we don't we don't know maybe i basically <laughs> yes i could do with that money um like my freelance stuff makes me enough money to live and my partner has a ridiculously well-paid job. Okay, check well, that's your, good. Your and it's good to sort of, yeah, it's good to talk about that yeah. stuff as well. So, like, I I mean, I can't rely on just... We can't rely on just his income. We know that for a fact. We literally had that conversation yesterday. Um, so I have to earn money. And currently, my freelance earns enough for us to pay what we need to pay. But if I had something like... If I had extra money through a membership, I could actually, like, you know have a bit of a life beyond paying what I have you to pay. Could, you could, because you've already built up such a substantial following, you've done mm. all the heavy lifting of mm. like what it is, who mm. it's for, why people like it. You could just hire a community manager, yeah. put it behind a paywall and yeah. still show up in the same way that you do. Yeah, I could. I just, my, I, my gut doesn't want to do that and I can't tell you why. It's interesting. I can't put my finger on it. Currently, I've tried to pay, well, I am paying for it through, I have two, three things. One is I have this Kofi subscription. So people who want to pay for it, who can afford to pay for it, pay me a really small monthly payment. Okay, so that's actually a monthly yeah. regular. Okay. And they get, well, they get everything I'm doing for free. And they also get a special newsletter that I do specifically for them. Um, and that basically covers all my expenses to run it, like the cost of the web hosting and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then I get money through sponsoring the podcast. So we have sponsors for that. Um, and then I was making money through tickets for meetups, but COVID kind of killed that. And I haven't done an online version of it. So, I mean, what's the point of an online version? The whole point was it was people meeting up in a room <laughs> who know each other from the internet. So I'm hoping to do that again, but I don't know when. But yeah, it, it's interesting. It, I'm in this interesting phase where like I... I, I now want to monetize it. I feel more comfortable about monetizing it, but the membership thing is, doesn't feel like the right option for me. But also, like you were saying about um, perceptions of people and like how much money they've got and what's going on behind the scenes. Like, we, um, you might have noticed we won a podcast award in July. We were, we were re revving up to that. We've got a whole... <laughs> can see it right. behind you. I've been eyeing that up behind you, frankly. Oh, can you? <laughs> oh, that's embarrassing. We've got a whole Sorry. seam of content on um, slight podcast envy. Um Anyway, I won that award in July with Steve. Hooray! And thanks very much. It's amazing. But I've so had some good. really interesting conversations off the back of that where people are like, oh, you've made it now. You're so successful. You know, like you're you're done. Do you know what I mean? Like that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. and I'm and I'm, you know, this is August where 
in I'm on week five of my kids being off school. I'm a freelancer. It's like people telling me I'm successful mm. in August is deeply depressing because my bank account <laughs> would not <laughs> suggest that's the case. But then I I also appreciate success isn't just about money. Blah blah blah. But no, um, but it's, I, and that's why honestly you've hit a good point. That's why I think it's so helpful. A moment ago when you just said, "Yeah, my husband's a good earner." Mm. It's helpful to say that and to know that. Yeah, and in real definitely. work, I mean, real work's a private, you know, it's private. Yeah. So, but we really try and talk about that stuff because yeah. it's it's empowering. When I mm. was at school, I was really good at English and creative writing. And I really believed that if you wrote a book, i.e. a novel, then you had a, you know, a big house right. and everything was okay, that you were done. You know, mm. that was, that a book... And it was only in my 20s when I became friends with a novelist who's really well known and I saw how hard they worked mm. that the scales fell from my eyes. And I just thought, hang on a minute. Mm. I thought he'd be really, really rich. And mm. I mean, he's got more money than me, but it's like, it's just not, even with my column, I've got a column in Courier mm. and some people think that's my job. Right. And it's like every two months. So, mm. and people, so you need, we need to explain. But even like the fact we have a sponsor on the podcast, people are like, oh, they must earn big money from that. You know, there's like this assumption that mm. because it's a big brand and they're sponsoring our podcast that, you know, yeah, this idea that I'm successful. It's, I just find it fascinating. Buckers, buckers, get granular with that later on. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also. Get the deets. Um, get the details, get the, get the download. <laughs> I don't know. I've just found some conversations off the back of that win very difficult to stomach, particularly at this time of mm. year, because I don't feel successful right now. And you just want to go, you're having a laugh. Yeah. What do you think that is? It cost me £200 <laughs> to get up here. <laughs> yeah, right. It did. cost me 100 something quid to get well, the train exactly. to London. People yeah. don't fact all that. Um, <laughs> And also, I find it depressing that my husband earns good money because at one point in my life, I earned more money than him. Oh, and here that's I am. interesting. And that's interesting in terms of like money and how we think about it. Yeah. The fact that you have been a good earner, because I've yeah. always been an entrepreneur. So I've mm. always just been in the hustle zone of like, you know, bit, bit in, bit out. But so having been a good earner. I mean, I don't know if then... I earned, I didn't earn loads of money, but I earned more than he did. <laughs> and like, it's just depressing how... We, I'm just a living, I'm the patriarchy in, <laughs> in human form and it's depressing. Until you monetize it. Well, yes. Well, I'm now, so I'm getting to the point now where my, so I've got two kids, one six, one's going to be three in two weeks. Great ages. And That's she's about fun. to be free, as in her childcare is about to be paid she for. She could be the community manager. Oh, I thought you meant <laughs> free, free to work. She's no, no. becoming She'd be available. great at that, though. She's very sociable. Um, no, she's, I'm going to get the 30 hours free childcare thing very soon. Great. And she's going to be going to nursery full time. So I feel like I am on the cusp of getting back to where I should be financially. I hope. So give me like six months. And maybe if you ask me about success or mon monetary success, I might feel differently. But um, yeah, it's just that that whole like dichotomy, is that the word? Between like how you're perceived and what's actually happening in your life is just quite, can be very stark at, at certain points. And that's what it's felt like in the last couple of weeks. 
that's why communities like yours are so valuable to people, especially women. Yes. Yeah, I like to think I, I'm quite honest about, you know, what's you going are, on. And that's why, that's why people feel like you're a friend and they connect with you. And that's why your podcast, yeah. it's not an accident that you got that podcast award, frankly, just yeah. to let you know. No, I'm not suggesting just, it is. But... So it's absolutely terrific. Even when you announced it on Instagram, I know you're not a big Instagrammer, but the comments, there's like 250 people yeah. just saying, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy to hear that this is my kind of podcast. It mm. feels like, you know, a cup of tea with a friend, you know, yeah. that sort of aspect that, see, of connection that we've right, lost. Right. You want to talk about success? Like people telling me that makes me feel successful because that yeah. is literally what we set out to do. That podcast is a success because it is, it is um, yeah, we're like, we described it as virtual colleagues when we started the first episode. And that's literally how pe people are describing it to me now, two years later. So, yeah, I mean, it's great from that perspective. It does exactly what we wanted it to do. And because podcasts like yours exist, mm. we started one. Mm, yes. Because it shows that it shows that you can do it your own way. Mm. That's what, what you did. You don't You've need done to have it. the ukulele music and the like <laughs> American voiceover intro this week on. Yeah. That, all that stuff. Yeah. You can do it your own way as we are. We've had, we led out on episode one with Ryan Gosling's bottom. We, <laughs> we did, Perfect. Yeah. Iconic. Yeah. It was Iconic. a, it was yeah, a like, um, mic drop moment. When we won, I made this speech about, you know, it feels good to be nobody and to win that award. Like, because yeah. they're all 85, 90% yeah. of the people who win those awards are like industry, Spotify, Acast, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And we're yeah. there, you know, making it literally from our kitchen tables, Steve in his car through lockdown. That was so funny. Editing it all ourselves. In our the kids making in the cameos. Rain, in the car, in the yeah. rain. <laughs> like, that feels... <laughs> Fucking good to go. Sorry, am I allowed to swear? But it does. -bombs. You are. Um, Make your notes, back. It feels bloody good to win an award like that, given who we are. We, we are literally nobody. And our numbers it's, in comparison to the people that win those it's awards. It's the content is so, is so rich. So I, I agree with you. I have that same feeling about po podcasting seems like um, it was a democratic format, which someone came up with mm. which was absolutely super like the equivalent of um you know pirate radio was mm. when we were kids and then lots of companies got wind of it and you know Gemma Collins got a po podcast and you know all the yeah. cast of Made in Chelsea and those people are you know have mass appeal for lots mm. of reasons but it's not necessarily playing to their strong suit. Mm. And when they get the money and the attention and you turn on iTunes and they're the faces that just come up, it's kind, it is annoying. It is annoying. Yeah. I've got massive gripes with, I mean, don't, don't bite the hand that feeds you, but like there are issues with podcasting and it is very white and very middle-class yeah. for a start. Like, yeah. and I, but one of the things that I get a lot of people in my group actually who ask about like, Oh, I want to start a podcast. What do I need? Blah, blah, blah. And people, I think, get stuck on the idea that you need an expensive microphone and you need to pay somebody to edit right. and whatever. And you really don't. You literally need a mobile phone mm. and like the means you need to pay for a hosting package, essentially, to get it online. But it can be, it still can be super like DIY and be mm -hmm. good, <laughs> like really good. Um, and I just want to see more people talking about different stuff. 
um and in a way that is yeah isn't um doesn't have a uh, a commercial agenda it isn't sponsored by a massive brand and can just I agree with you, although if a massive brand did want to sponsor this, I probably would be fine with it. <laughs> We're open. We are open. <laughs> but everyone has to start somewhere, don't I, I like to see podcasts um build their way up and, and then get a sponsor. But they but they by that point they've established their voice and they're not Yeah, and they can retain a it. Beholden to somebody else. Yeah. Rather than like yeah. off the bat, I'm a celebrity, here's my sponsor, here's my agenda kind of thing. It's nice to have more people just come out of their sofas. There's a British phenomenon in there as well, isn't there? Because if someone is just looking like they're living their perfect life Mm. and then they just have a a podcast that just comes out of the gates with all this promotion Mm. and there's everywhere... There's no jeopardy in that, is there? We can't... Mm. We've as, As a nation, we find it difficult to love those people. There needs to be some sense of what they've been through or some sense of journey or jeopardy for us to take them to our hearts. And yeah, I'm guilty of that. I do sometimes eye roll a little bit when we see the same people. Mm. You say, oh, shut up. I mean, there's some brilliant stuff out there. <laughs> but um, I just like to see more diversity and more people doing it. Have you got it. your um, mobile phone with you? Can we see what's on your podcast app? Yeah, for sure. Let's do it. Have you, hey, Buckers podcaster, join in. What's on your podcast app? Oh, this is going to be embarrassing. <laughs> oh, look, who's this? Wait a minute. Oh, where's my camera? Oh, no. That's, oh, oh there you yes, go. Yes, real work. It's your podcast. It is. Mm. And because I listen to mine as well. Yeah, I listen to mine all the time. I'm right. glad it's not just me that listens to their own podcast. And um, um, I've got Ingrid's podcast there. Lovely. A bit of um, Indian yoga type Oh, nice. Wisdom. Bit of yeah, mine's action. all predictably freelance and business related, which is quite That's dull. good. Bit of Eckhart Tolly. Yeah. The Great I've... Women Artists Podcast. That's a good one. Do you know that one? No, I don't. For that one, yeah. The Great Women Artists. Eileen Miles on Joan Mitchell. Yeah, that's good. I'm starting to learn about women artists. I don't know anything about art. And we have a real worker, Hall Rockefeller, mm-hmm. who is has an encyclopedic knowledge of the history of women artists across mm. all disciplines. Cool. And she breaks it down. I'll give you her Instagram. We'll put it in the show notes mm-hmm. to follow. And she breaks it down. Hey. <laughs> this is a great one. This is right. a- I'm talking about art. <laughs> this is a great one. Get back in your box. Fleur, read, Fleur, read, that, read that one out. I will in a minute. We're talking <laughs> about art. I'm not getting involved. At least you didn't. The hilarious comedy podcast hosted by Buckers herself. She's Me. in the driving seat in that one. Thank you. Thank you very much, as you were. So if you don't get enough Buckers on this show, <laughs> which I can't imagine anyone <laughs> doesn't, then you can have second helpings over there. Thank you very much. But without the existential intellectualism that I obviously inject, and I know you're here for that. But if you're not and you're here for Buckers, then go to that one. This, um, there's no competition or anything happening, frankly. No, definitely not. We're up for the same awards. Do you know that? We <laughs> no, are. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, wow, that is awkward. I mean, it's yeah. not awkward. It's fine. It's, it's all good. What's it's all award? good as long as I win. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually better for me if Fleur wins as well. Okay, <laughs> I want to go. retain my clients. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hmm. I'm um, rooting for you. oh can i just leave you with one extra extra good one this working class history okay that's seriously good 
It has an amazing Instagram page as well. It's everything in history from a working class yeah. point of view. Nice. And untold stories, that, basically. It probably. turns out that the posh people didn't make history after all. Mm. And um, this just explains it all. And it gives you brilliant rundowns on things like the Spanish Civil War and things like that. So it basically gives you one episode where it just downloads the whole thing from what what the point of view of real people and not just posh people in charge. Mm. It's really good. And sense I've just added it. I don't have enough hours in my life, but I do like a good podcast. It's totally worth it. Mine are only uh, 20 minutes long, Frankie. So are mine. Episodes. So they're uh, they're great to fit in to busy do you know why time. Buckus is telling me that? Oh, uh, why? She's trying to persuade you to, to get it shorter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what basically happens is I just chat. I'm just talking about maybe the washing machine. Maybe I'll move it to the upper section or down a section. Chit, chit, chat. And Buckus just basically sits here. And once she's gone through her Ocado shop, she just goes to her happy <laughs> place and hopes that I'll stop talking so she, it's not so long in the edit. If it helps... So ours is 20, 18 to 20 minutes and we chat for two hours every week. Do you? And you no. just take the oh 18 gosh. minutes of good stuff. That's why we won an award. Do you award. not split those up into three episodes? <laughs> no, you only get the gold. You only get the gold. You get 18 okay. minutes of... All killer, no filler. Gold. And some weeks we struggle for the gold. Um, That's amazing. But some weeks we cut stuff out that would be great, but It just ends not. up snip, snip, snip. Yeah. Well, particularly because ours is aimed at parents who've got... No time. No time. And it mm -hmm. is, we call it school run ready. So it is literally like the average time it takes to take your kids to school and back or whatever. I just think, do you know, the best piece of advice Steve ever gave me, ever, 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 props to Steve Folland, uh, award-winning podcaster, is um, he said, respect your listener's time. You need to respect mm -hmm. your listener's time. So like, if you wouldn't sit there and enjoy that three minutes, why should anybody else? Like, is that three minutes worth giving up your time for? I like this, Frankie. This but he's a hundred percent right. He's a hundred percent right. You can right. tell he's got a background in radio right. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we've stuck to that ever since. Yeah, but Buckers is in the difficult position because I think all my material is good enough, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. Buckers will have to chop some out. Yeah, although I cut loads of Steve out all the time, and he's very um, <laughs> stuff about it. But... Oh, Steve needs a spin-off. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're going to wrap up. Yep. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> Thank you for coming. It's been absolutely wonderful. If people want to find out more, Facebook, Kofi, sign up for a Kofi. We'll put a link to that and um, your Instagram page, even though you claim to be a reluctant Instagrammer, but do give good Instagram. I try my best. It's kind of died in the last, the pandemic kind of killed it, to be honest. Priorities had to change. Fair enough. Fair yeah. Enough. Thank you for being our guest. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. And um, <laughs> I feel like I've been in a therapy session. Great. Do people tell you that a lot? I bet they do. <laughs> no. You've escaped Eckhart Toll, Frankie. Yeah. You haven't had oh. any kind of extracts. You've, you've got off lightly. Sometimes we get spiritual, yeah. And oh, Buckus wow. doesn't really go for it. She likes, she likes to, I like to go um, deep on kind of like who we really are and mm. all of that kind of stuff. And Buckus likes to talk about jacket potatoes. <laughs> I like somewhere in the middle, a bit of both. <laughs> That's it for today's episode of the Real Work Podcast. Thank you for being with us. 
This is the part where we remind you to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. And Buckers will probably tell me off if I don't ask you to please rate and review on Apple Podcasts because apparently when you do that, our content reaches more listeners. If you're curious about Real Work, the online membership Improving Women's Confidence Knowledge and Network, head to our website, doreal.work, and sign up for our super newsletter, The Real Worker. All the details that you need to connect with us in any way, you'll find in the show notes. Well, that was a super podcast. I'm, it's so nice to be back um, back in the studio recording again after a break and after a very special break because um, I am now an award-winning podcast, the International Women's Podcasting Awards for Entrepreneurial Inspiration. I'm glad it was that one that I won. No. I'm, I'm an entrepreneurial inspirer. Do you think you I should are. get a badge made up? Definitely, and a certificate and everything. I hope it's on your LinkedIn. Actually, I don't. I think I need to upload it to my LinkedIn. You do, and also my profile on my, um, you know, my signature on my emails. Yeah, award-winning podcaster. So good. Congratulations. Thank you. It's just a very, very exciting. It's a very exciting thing, and um, yeah, the event event looked amazing. Yeah, it was. Oh, do you know what, Flo? It was such a shame that you weren't able to come because it was probably one of the best awards dues I've ever been to. It was really? so good. Yeah, the just oh, the atmosphere, Fleur, was so, it was electric. It was just full of all of these amazing, inspiring female podcasters. It was just such a joy to be involved with. Did you meet new people and everything? Oh, it was, it was networking central, but in like a really, not in like a, you know, annoying way. It was just, it all happened very organically. I met this really cool comedian. They had an amazing poet there. Oh, it was just, it was, it was great. And so much Prosecco. I wore like a really jazzy outfit. It was so much fun. It was such a shame that you couldn't be there. Yeah. That, um... Didn't you have, you had a hotel, you had a hotel booked as well, didn't you? Like a really snazzy one yeah i did i lost my money on the booking yeah oh, and my so kid was ill so that's what happens you know when your kid's ill you just have to you know be the better person and you and, booked um, your train ticket and everything as well yeah i lost money on that as well you haven't you bought a special you bought a dress especially for the occasion didn't you listen i'm glad you felt great in your outfit and it was really nice of you to step in and you know go up and accept the award on my oh, behalf yeah. That was on my behalf. Thing. Totally wasn't expecting that. Yeah, that was amazing. Well, eh? When they announced that you'd won, everyone was obviously really excited. And then they just pushed me onto the stage. And there I was just they pushed like, you. collecting they pushed an you award. Because yeah. I did make a video in advance. I did make an acceptance speech, which I pre-recorded. Yeah, for but some But they didn't reason. play that. Yeah, the message, You got pushed onto the stage, did you? The message didn't get through that you weren't going to make it. So that's real. It's a real shame. But yeah, it's do you know what was really funny? It's almost like they sort of thought I was you when I was collecting it. I think they probably thought that I was actually you. It's so funny. Bizarre. That's I'm glad you had a good time. We got a great goodie bag. I've got a candle for you. A candle. And, um yeah, candle and um <sighs> some little vouchers for things and one a microphone. 
um, and a the really nice trophy that I collected. I'll have to get that down to you at some point. I'm not quite sure when I'll be able to do that, but um, it's really lovely. Keep it. If you want to make a podcast that your audience will adore, but the thought of making it yourself terrifies you to the core, then you know who to call. Producer Buckers, she knows just what to do. Producer Buckers, to make your podcast dreams come true. She used to work in radio where she was poorly paid, and dab hand at audio. Find Producer Buckers on Instagram at decibel underscore creative or click the link in the show notes. Come on, everyone. Producer Buckers, if you want to hire the best, Producer Buckers, just put it to the test. Producer Buckers, just press record and she's